Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario remains on long-term injured reserve. He'll be back soon. Uh, hope he's feeling better. But uh, the COVID, it's a bitch I hear. That's what they tell me. That sucks. Uh, Hawks lose this game to the Washington Capitals 4-2. to two. We're going to get into all of it. Before we do, please smash that like button for us on our YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And same deal if you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Follow, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's a season of giving, so give us the uh, five-star reviews on Apple Pods and Spotify if you can. And we should let you know, because there's only a few hours left to go, our Die Hard sale is underway. $20 off a yearly membership to our Die Hard sales ends tonight. So if you want to jump on that sale, do so. $59.99 for the year of diehard membership. And here's what I learned this week. If you lock in at the price of $59.99, it carries over for your renewals. That is your locked in price year after year. So jump on that. You're going to get a free shirt or hat right out of the gate. There's 30 bucks right there. Uh, You save 20% on everything at the CHGO locker, 20% off all of our events, 20% off all of our takeovers and tailgates and all those awesome things we do. And uh, you get access to our great written content, like Greg and Mario's Rebuild Report. I have the Blackhawks beat coming up this week. This is not one you want to miss, by the way. Uh, I called in our uh, cohort, uh, PD from PHNX, to do some video breakdown for us to kind of un- try kind of explain what's going on with the Hawks power play. He knocked it out of the park, and that will be the Blackhawks beat this week. So don't miss it. Jump on that diehard membership. Head to allchgo.com to become a diehard before midnight on Sunday, December 10th. Hopefully a bunch of people have taken advantage of that sale. So, Greg, 4-2 the Hawks lose. And, you know, coming off two wins and three points in their last uh, three games, this is probably the best game they played of all of them. They were definitely the better team for the better part of 60 minutes in this one. And I think just kind of perusing the chat as we're waiting to start the show a lot of people pinning this one on Arvid Soderbloom and look I I do want him to be better but it felt like his last start was a goalie loss this one was not a goalie loss this was a this was some poor puck luck for the Hawks where they had a lot of good scoring chances that didn't go in Bedard hit a post Bedard hit the Darcy Kemper in the face there were a bunch of near goals that probably could have gone in in different situations I think this was just a bad luck loss yeah I mean I don't I'm not blaming this game on Soderblom. I know it's it's an easy thing to do. Um, you know, he wasn't great, but he wasn't, you know, as he bad as... He was the reason for the loss. No, I mean, the third goal, suck up a rebound, dude. Um, the third one bugged me. The fourth one <laughs> probably could have been stopped, too. That third period goal, the Dowd's, the great Nick Dowd's second goal of the game. Missing a K. Uh, He, uh, you know, looked like he had a look at it the whole way through, and it just got under his glove. So, you know, it is what it is. The first goal, you know, Mantha just took advantage of of getting down the ice and shook Bedard off of him and and, and beat, faked out Soderblom, but that's going to happen to a lot of goalies. Second goal was TJ Oshie rocking Alex Vlasic. That was crazy. And then the backdoor play was wide yeah. open. Here's Dylan Strom 
probably Dylan Strom. Literally, I'm not saying this to knock Dylan Strom. I like Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom, one of the worst skaters in the NHL, and he's wide open. Yeah. You can't figure out where he's standing. Um, so some breakdowns. Yeah, team breakdowns. Even that third goal on Soderblom. Yes, he gives up a rebound, but there's nobody there to swipe it away. Something they were doing really well last night. Right. So you know, just. You, both teams are playing back-to-back nights, so that's not an excuse. The Capitals played last night and then traveled here from Washington, so if anything, it should have affected them more. Hawks played really good the first period. The second period, they were really good, too. They got the first goal, and then it was like Washington got that first goal, and for about eight minutes, the Blackhawks were like, well, we're doomed. It did feel that way. They felt a little defeated. And, yeah, yeah that's that's... That's pretty accurate. But overall, I think they deserve to win this one. And and I want to just warn people, like, I think one thing we're pretty good at doing on this show is avoiding narratives. And when people say we're Seth Jones apologists or whatever, it's like, I'm going to evaluate Seth Jones on a game-by-game -game basis and a season-by-season -season basis. We said last night that he probably had his worst game of the year. Yeah, and, and the same, I don't want us to fall into the... Arvid Soderblom has had a bad 2023-24 season so far. So so he sucks. I don't. That shouldn't be. He is still, in terms of hockey experience and NHL experience, he's still a very young goalie. Yeah. And goalies take time. And look, do I think he's going to be a long-term NHL starter? No. A long-term NHL backup? Maybe. But right. I do know that his development is not complete. And I do know we've seen him look better than he's looked recently. So I just think we all need to caution each other from he's been bad so he now sucks forever. Or right. Seth Jones makes nine and a half million dollars, so he just sucks. And there's no like let's let's judge it by a game. Let's be critical when it's deserved. Let's be let's praise them when it's when it's deserved. I just hate the whole like this guy is terrible. I will never say anything nice about him ever. Yeah. Uh, and listen, this is Arvid Soderblom's not going anywhere this year. Right. Probably it's, next year it's, either. It's sink or swim with him this year as as the other goalie. They're not sending him down to the HL because Drew Camezzo, you're not going to stunt his development by bringing him up. And he has struggled his last couple of starts. Yeah. They, he's now got to make that readjustment, especially down in the AHL. You play the same teams 13, 14 times a, a year. Yeah. So you see them back-to-back the back to back, like so, they figure you out, and you have to readjust. Yes, Jackson Starber was a nice story last year, and was surprisingly well the couple of games he was forced in action here. Uh, he's not the answer either right now, and he's got an eight eighty five save percentage in the Yeesh. AHL with a three point six six goals against average. He has only had a uh, save percentage of over 900 in five of his 11 starts. So That's six of good. his 11 starts, he's been well under 900 save percentage. It, th th you're, that's a lateral move, if yeah. anything. And I think they have more hope that Soderblom turns out to be something at this level than Jackson Starber. Jackson Starber was an undrafted free agent out of college. Yeah. Again, he had a nice run when he was here in his six games in the NHL last season. Uh, he had 281, 2.81 GAA, and a 911 save percentage. Very good. 
but his career now in the AHL, 28 games in the AHL, 3.46 GAA, 0.89 save percentage. Yeah, it's not good enough. So, you know, it's sink or swim with Soderblom. He's going to be allowed to figure it out at this level. There have been games where you're like, okay, that's better. Right. And then there have been games where you're like, this is this guy looks like he's never played the position before. This was not one of those nights. No, the rebounds are still a problem. Yeah, but they... And losing a net's still a problem, but these are correctable kind of things. And they haven't been happening as frequently as they were a few weeks ago. Right. Like, they didn't happen as much tonight. Um, so it is what it is. Um you know, he's here. He's not going anywhere. Uh, now, he's not. We all thought at the beginning of the season, if we had to bet money, who ha- finishes the year at more starts? And I think we all across the board were like, it'll probably be Soderblom because A, we thought he was going to be better than Mrazic, and then we can't trust Mrazic's health. Yeah. I like Mrazic has been fantastic. So I think Mrazic is going to. I think Morazic's going to start being like two out of three games At instead least, of every yeah. other game. Unless they're worried that, you know, they don't want to push him be- again because of his injury. You got to be careful help. with that injury. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. As we do every game, we're going to have you vote for the four star of the game. You are you declare the winners, and we reveal them at the end of the game. Uh, your three stars of the game. Number three for the Caps, Anthony Mantha with a goal. Uh, your number two star, Dylan Strom, also had a goal. And your number one star, Nick, with no K, Dowd, had two goals of his own. It's got two Gs. So here are our four-star nominees, and I think we know how this one's going to end, so start prepping the graphic now. Steven, <laughs> uh, Isaac Phillips was a plus one, 18-12 of ice time, a shot, three shot attempts, and two hits. Just steady Eddie back there, looking very solid, very confident. And uh, 18-12 is not a, nothing to sneeze at in terms of minutes. He's getting a lot of shifts with Seth Jones tonight. Yeah. And that first goal, even though he doesn't get a point on the play, Phillips should, gets credit because if before the Bedard line got out there, the third line was out there doing what the third line does and yeah. keeping the play alive. And Phillips got the puck and kept it in and allowed for the line change. And then moments later, uh, Bedard finds Kershev. Or no, it was Jones that found Kershev. Yeah. And uh, this time it wasn't ruled to be kicked in. And it was a Yeah, play. really not, a great pass across the crease there by yeah. Jones, too. Right on the money. Uh, speaking of Kurashev, he's the other uh, another nominee for uh, four star, a goal and assist, twenty fifteen of ice time, two shots and three shot attempts, and then I think the guy that's gonna win, Connor Bedard, twenty one twenty one of ice time, two assists, including that Murphy goal, that backhand pass was just sick, a no look saucer pass on the backhand through the slot area right to Connor Murphy, just beautiful. He had two assists, six shots on goal, ten shot attempts. Won seventy five percent of his faceoffs. This was one of Connor Bedard's better games. Uh, just buzzing every time he had the puck, yeah. and yeah, there he had a share of turnovers and experiments gone wrong. But at least he was trying them at better moments, right? He he was picking his spots a little bit better, I thought. Yeah, and here's a, speaking of narratives. Here's another narrative that we, yes. we're getting with young Mister Bedard is oh he gets pushed off the puck too easily. Well. Not necessarily. The problem is he seems to always be skating into three defenders for a myriad of reasons. Yeah, there's no one else to defend. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, okay, let's go get him. Or it seems that he's always gets the puck and then it's 
time for a shift change and there's no one out there and he wants to try and do it himself. Uh, I don't, don't think he's easy off the puck. I just think he's getting double, triple teamed, which then makes it seem it's a lot harder to... That's to carry, three yeah. NHL players. Yeah, so, like, it, it I, I, I'm not ready to say that yet either, but Bedard was buzzing tonight. I I'd said that to you. Uh, he had just missed one, like, off the side of the net. I was like, man, Bedard's feeling it. He wants one tonight, and then... As I as I'm saying that Anthony Mantha's going back the other way to score yeah. that first goal is like, whoops. That was that was the, the Hawks had a lot of pressure on that shift with the Mantha goal, and yeah. Bedard had well, kind of like jumped into the slot to kind of. That's how he was able to get, get that breakaway because the defensemen were being active in the zone, yeah. and, and it was just it 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 was a bad bounce. It got out of the zone, and Mantha was there to to you know take advantage of it. Yep. Uh, by the way, if we want to look at the, uh, we like to do this after after games in our friends at uh, Hockey Stat Cards after every game. If you want to go to Hockey Stat Cards on Twitter or uh, subscribe, and I'll shoot you an email after every game. Uh, looking at the highest rated Hawks in this game, uh, and, well, a lot of games just ended. Okay, the highest rated Hawk in this one was Philip Kurashev, followed by Connor Bedard, followed by Seth Jones. There's Taylor Radish, and then Isaac Phillips. And Isaac Phillips is the one player, if you look at the blue lines here, maybe I'll, I'll send this image to Steven in the Slack so you, you can see it on your screen there. Um, he's the only player that is completely positive in this game. There's a middle line, and then it goes left for negative and right for positive. Isaac Phillips is the only player on the roster that is completely to the right. Um, most of it is defense, but a very solid performance from him. And like I said, when he went down... I didn't want to see him go down. I thought he deserved to stay up. I thought he deserved to keep his spot. Um, and the fact that he's back filling in for Kevin Korczynski, who's on the non-roster right now, dealing with family issues, uh, and coming up and playing as effectively as he is, it says something. So there you're seeing it on your screen right now. If you're not watching on YouTube, go check it out. Uh, this is HockeyStatCards.com. And the game score is a combination of you know, shot attempts and attempts allowed. It's like a, there's a whole it's, formula it's just made a, an easy way to be like a visualizer who, who had a good, a, a good effect on the game and who had a negative effect on the game. Uh, and you can actually uh, sign up for their email list and they will email you the game scores. Yeah. And you can who, just do the, your team. Yeah. And they will send it to you literally within like eight seconds as the game ends. Yep. It's there. So you get it really quickly. I, I highly recommend signing up for that. There, I'm not the biggest, you know, analytics guy. They do serve a purpose, um, but I do appreciate what the work they do. It kind of sums it up, and it kind of makes you. I kind of like when I'm like, "Wow, I think this guy sucked ass tonight," and he's at the bottom of the list. I was like, "Sweet, I know what I'm watching." Yeah. Or I'm like, "Wow, this guy didn't get any points, but he was really good." And you see, he's like the third best player on that. So you're like, all right. It's kind of like a um, a reassurance that I, I was watching the correct game tonight. Yeah, it's, it's nice to get that validation after games. And I feel like more often than not, we are seeing what we think we're seeing. Um, by the way, we have, uh, what, 150 people watching and 43 likes. Make it make jive. sense. Please smash the like button for that, us. That's analytics I don't get right there. Yes, either, it like. is incredibly helpful when you take literally a fraction of a second to slide your mouse or your touchscreen and hit that like button for us on the YouTube page. So please get in the habit of that. Uh, and you talked about appreciating things. You know what else I appreciate? Our sports books that have tight money lines and low money ho and low hold models. And you know who has that? Circa. 
I appreciate them. Their games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Imagine. What jerks. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, like futures and golf tournaments, etc., especially compared to other books. They have high app limits and transparency. If you're a good better, Circa Sports is not going to prevent you from betting like some other sports books will do. They encourage bettors to download and explore their app and other sports betting apps and compare the lines from each sports book and are confident that when you do, you will choose Circa. Not only because of that, but because of their great customer service with real people behind the brand and they resolve your issues in a timely fashion. You won't be chatting with some chatbot and just typing live agent, live agent, live agent, live agent, like I do over and over again when I use those stupid-ass chatbots. All aspects of the apps are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Hopefully we're there for the draft next this summer. That would be awesome. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates, and if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow and members of electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help you can help guide you, I can read, to make the changes that make sense. What should business owners do there, Jay? Well, business owners like Charlie the Bacon Guy should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help your business go electric. If you own a business, do not wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? I did say comed.com slash clean. Go there now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. That's what I want to see, a whole fleet of electric bacon mobiles just delivering Hell yeah. bacon all over the place. Put a little uh, bacon uh, oven in the back there and just like start chucking out the window. I saw bacon in the fridge. That's ours. Don't touch it. Yeah, don't all right, touch well, it. Nice try. I got bad news for you. Oh, I'll kill you. How'd you make it here? Microwave. Put in the oh. you would, no, you put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> Is that Does like that thing thing work? I don't know. I'd I'd try that before I put Charlie's bacon in the microwave. Yeah, that's a that's a criminal that's offense if you do that. That's we'd, that's brutal. We'd beat you live on the air if that happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful. I was gonna put it by the heater, but it wasn't gonna heat up quickly oh, enough. What heater? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh you know a guy we've not talked a lot about this year. And we're really sure what to make of him coming into this year, started the season injured, and has really like come on and been a huge compliment to Connor Bedard. And I want to take a little bit of issue. One of the uh, analytics wonks at The Athletic wrote about how little help Connor Bedard has and basically just kind of poo-pooed Philip Kurashev completely. Like, ah, oh, he's nothing more than a fourth liner, and he's just benefiting from Connor Bedard's play. And look, I'm not going to pretend that Philip Kershev is not benefiting from playing with Connor Bedard. He absolutely is. is. 
Everybody is, but Lucas Reichel didn't. Anthony Beauvillier hasn't really yet. Taylor Hall, he was good but not great. Philip Kurashev has 16 points in 21 games. I don't think this has been updated yet, so it should be 18 points in 22 games, I believe. He's been really good and really consistent and really reliable in the offensive zone, and I think it was uh, somebody in the chat, like a lion I was saying, how do we not get uh, a little more help for for that line? And I think <laughs> the reason is because you had Taylor Hall and now he's hurt. Yeah. You know, that was the plan. And there's not guys like Taylor Hall that's like waiting on the streets right now. Yeah. You, you brought in Taylor Hall. He got hurt. You brought in Corey Perry. He got launched. Yes. Um, into the sun. So those are two guys that, you know, you brought in to – you know, be veteran leaders on and off the ice, but then you trade for Beauvillier, and and he's been fine. Yeah, I, I like what he's brought. He's, he's, he's brought speed, if he's, nothing else. And they they need that. Yeah, I mean, you upgrade in speed, um, but uh, yeah, Kurashev has been has been really good, and I, and I'm ha- like I, I'm I'm happy for him. I think he's he's a guy that just keeps improving. Yeah. From year into year, out like two years ago, we really didn't get to see much because he was bouncing up and down the lineup. He was going back to Rockford, coming back, playing nowhere consistent. Healthy either. scratch, top six, fourth line, healthy scratch, middle six, health, like just couldn't get his uh, couldn't get his um, footing right, you know. And then last towards the end of that season, they figured out, hey, maybe if we put this kid with some talent, we'll get results. And that's what we saw. And, yeah, he's been really good this year. Uh, Low-key, doesn't get a lot of the, the attention. Uh, but another two points tonight. Yeah. Just, you know, seems to make the, the right uh, smart plays most of the time. He's got some good hockey IQ out there. He's got To me, he's got a lot of Verstegen. I mean, maybe he's not as... Uh, that's flashy. F- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, he doesn't have, like, the eye-popping stick handling. But in terms of, like... A lot of the stuff Versteeg did was grittier than he got credit for, right? Like he knew where to be, he knew where to go. He wasn't afraid to do it. You could throw him on a penalty kill from time to time if you needed. I just think that he's a that that Kurashev is. He's not really great at anything, but he's not really bad at anything either. Right? And, he's and, not hurting you anywhere. No, particularly. And, as, and I think as we project this team, you know, four or five years into the electric future that's coming our way, I, I think that. He's a solid third liner on a contender, especially yeah. if you assume like there's going to be more growth from him. Yeah, and, and, like you know, it's only twenty four. Uh, Lebowski says uh, he's he's a Furlik clone with better offensive talent. I could see that. Um, you know, the Versteeg. I mean, there was the famous hashtag. You know, for Versteeg, you 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 can guarantee you can use it once a night. Was the hashtag God damn it Versteeg? Yes, because he would make. <laughs> The boneheaded play or try to stick handle through four guys and you just uh you don't get that with Kurashev. Right. Um but I'm 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 happy for him. I, I, I know this year was kind of a prove it year and right now he's proven it. And people can say that like, hey, he's he's just getting this because he his stats are padded because he's playing with Connor Bedard. A little bit. I'm not saying that's completely incorrect, but as you mentioned, like nobody else has been able to put up the big numbers playing on that line. So good for him. I, I, I like, you know, where his, his trajectory is. As I said, he keeps improving. 
uh, week in, week out, every season, he's he's his trajectory keeps moving upward. So I think he's a guy that's probably one you, you keep around for for a while, uh, and he's going to be part of this, you know, new core. Um, and you know, if he's, uh, you know, not going to never going to be the superstar, but you need guys like him to have good teams again. To that GM thing are you building a team or are you filling out a roster exactly um so i saw somebody in the comments say that kurashev is too much of a perimeter player i went to the uh, nhl edge it's jason uh, doig or josh doig jason doig is an old hockey player uh, i'll throw this in the slack too uh steven this is the uh shooting chart from philip kurashev so he has 36 shots on goal he's got 16 20 27 29 30 of his shots have come from the either middle range or high danger areas with only one, two, three, four, five, six of them coming from outside. Uh, He's no. right where he needs to be. Uh, just watch tonight. He had a goal taken off the board for a kicking motion. Yeah. Right in front of the net. He scored his goal right in front of net. Yeah. That's not a perimeter player to me. He's going to the net when he needs to. I and think just in general, the team is... They're a little too cycly for me sometimes. That might be what I was just going to say, that that line is guilty of just skating around, skating around, waiting for the perfect play. Yeah. But as Kershev showed, when he does crash the net, usually good things happen. Right. I mean, and that message should go for the whole team. And, like, yeah. even there's even times, like, where I see Nick Foligno, and I'm like, Nick, stop, like, carrying in, spinning couple, off it. Yeah, like, a just, couple of times he likes to go behind the net. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's not your strength. So there is a look at uh, the shot map for Philip Kurashev on your screen. That's courtesy of edge.nhl.com. Go there, by the way. Have some fun. Experiment with some things. It's I really cool. haven't. I really haven't had a chance to like really get into it. But I don't know what, like, what to really make of it. Like This is the kind of stuff I like to get from it. Yeah. Because um, it kind of can get, tell you a bit Again, of a story I think, about a player. I think this is, these are the type of things where you can see if your eye test is correct. Exactly. Like you can prove you can prove your points or disprove your points before making them. Um so um I haven't had a chance, but we've got some we've got some time this week. Yeah. Uh with two late games, uh Tuesday and Thursday. So so I'll have a lot of time to putz around at the house before coming here. I'm definitely uh gonna ch- fall down a NHL edge rabbit hole, so to speak, at some point this week. Should and I'm f- looking here at uh, it. So Connor Bedard's got 78 shots on goal. 18 of his shots have come right in the slot uh, with 18 coming from that same, that graphic we just showed that was highlighted for Kurashev. 18 of his shots come from that spot too. And I think we feel like he's a more of a perimeter guy, but he's, he's launching some chances there. Bedard too. So the guys that matter are getting into dirty areas. They're willing to go there, um, but I, I just wanted to take a minute to kind of shout out Philip Kershaw's play because I don't know, like, like I said, coming into this year, there, and we talked about it last game is like there's still a lot of guys on this team that we don't really know what they're going to be, like Taylor Radish, and on and on and on. It looks to me like Kershaw is a, is a keeper. I I'm I'm happy to yeah. keep him around while this team gets good again. Absolutely. And he's got he's, some nice chemistry going. And he's too. not a guy that's going to cost you a ton of money either. Um, no. So yeah, I, I like. It. We did have a question in the chat. Um, we got some super chats to get you. Yeah, too. and uh, uh, Raphael has a good question here. Uh, maybe we can get to it after our our segments here, or we can talk about it now. We, 
Jay and Greg, would you offer a new contract to Mrazek? Uh, or are you guys open to trade him at the trade deadline? The um, answer is we, yes to we me. Were, we were <laughs> just talking about this. Um, I would bring him back at least for one more year because you're going to need a veteran next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we looked at the uh, pending free agents for goalies this year. Uh, it's not great. Pick your former Hawk. Basically, anybody <laughs> who has played bla- uh, goaltender for the Blackhawks in the last seven years is out there. Mark andre Fleury, Antti Ranta, Kevin Lankinen, Colin Delia. You want any of those guys back? I mean, not really. I like Lankinen, the guy. I do. I mean, Lankinen has been the better of the two goalies in Nashville this yeah. year. Um, but they like, should give us Soros just to get, rid- get that contract off their books. But, I mean. No goals. <laughs> I don't know. Like people are all about, oh no, good. Now we could trade Mrazek at the deadline. I'm not against it if you're getting value for him. But then what do you have in that? Unless you're getting a goalie yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, and I'm also. I don't want to rush Drew Camezzo. No, there's absolutely no need to. I don't want to see him up here unless it's by complete necessity. Right. Because both NHL goalies are hurt. Right. So I don't know. I mean, if. If you get a good offer, if someone comes to you and says, I'll give you a second-round pick for Pin Razik, you kind of yeah, have to take that. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, But I'm not, like, you know, if it's a fourth or a fifth-round pick, thanks but no thanks, yeah. he provides more value to my team playing out this season and possibly coming back next year than a fifth-round pick will. I just wonder, though, like, if the way he's been playing continues, and I don't know, it's probably, on. I mean, the last two games – He's not going to let up one goal every two games, obviously. But I just think in general this year he's been really good. You could see a team get desperate around the deadline and offer you a lot. And I think Davidson needs to be open to that, but I don't think it's to the fact where or to the point where it's like trade him for whatever you can get. Because I do think there's some value in him being back for a year. I don't know, two years, I don't know. I think it depends on the money. And if you tell him, like, hey, you know, you're for now you're the starter next year, and if Camezzo's ready, then you're going to get paid decently to be his backup the yeah. next year. One goalie or just ease him in and split it for that. One goalie that was a free agent this coming year, yeah, which is interesting because he's had a really kind of weird career. Carter Hart at 25. I'd take a flyer on him. He might be an RFA though. I have to double check. Oh that. yeah, that would he, he that would change be. things. But I mean, I'd take a flyer on him. Why? Like, why not? Hey, a flyer He's on a flyer. flyer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got it right here. Uh, he Carter might be an Hart RFA. Is indeed an RFA. Yeah, never mind. Disregard. So um, yeah, yeah. So the goaltending free agent class is not great. Uh, we could look at the following season if we want, just to look ahead, just in case you know uh, you're, you're still waiting on Camesso, and you still might be. At that point, or at least you want a veteran that uh, can come in and kind of do a 1A, 1B thing. Um, but, yeah, goaltending is is a premium this year. There are a lot of teams that are dying for, for good goalies. I also think that we need to realize, too, that there's probably never been a worse time for goalies in hockey. Like, you've got Vasilevsky, you've got Shosturkin, You've got a f- couple other guys up there at the top, and then it's a whole bunch of meh. Like, even if you go through the list of, like, your quote-unquote contenders, Edmonton, Toronto, 
Yeah. Like, um, uh, well, those those teams aren't contenders because they don't. Those goalies aren't going to get it done. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you look at the teams that are good and like, well, it's a salary cap thing. I think perfectly. I just think though that it's just you know we look back on the eras like. I, I'm confident in saying Boston has good goalies. They've got two good goalies. They do no have no doubt about it. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, Florida, Bobrovsky is hot and cold. Uh, Toronto, we just talked about. Detroit, Ville Husso. Mm. They got Alex Lyon, who apparently is founded. Eh. I don't know. Like, I'm just going through the list here. Of course, you have Shisterkin. Yeah, but you know Ilya Sorokin and and the yeah. Islanders is great, of course. But Pittsburgh, Carolina, like. Colorado, solid goalies, not great. Dallas with Ottinger is good. Winnipeg's got Hellebuck, good. Yeah. Nashville's got Lincoln and Ansaros. Those are good. But, yeah, there's just not a ton of goalies that I'm yeah, that really pers- like. That, this guy is a difference-making that goalie. That Pacific Division goaltending is meh. It's hot ass. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I mean, you've got, uh, well, I mean, Vegas has got, Thompson and and Hill, but like, yeah, I feel like those guys are. And I always got mad about this with Crawford. They're products of the team, but I think they're products of the team. I mean, <laughs> playing behind a team that scores five goals a night helps. Yeah, it helps hide some blemishes for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, it it goals. This is probably one of the weakest eras of goaltending. That I mean. I mean, there, there, may- there are like four all-world goalies in the league and then a whole lot of, eh. Yeah, I mean, but it, it also could be that we're also at like a second golden age of scoring. So, of course, when the league, the scoring is down and it's really mucky and grindy that Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh and, all, and th- these guys are also wearing like, you know, suitcases on their legs and they're, look at, like, look at old video of Patrick Waugh in goal. How did yeah. anything get past that guy? His equipment was massive. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from them. Like, if I've got one game to win, that's my goalie. Don't get me wrong. And the Nets were, were, but like, the Nets were bigger, though, but that's why they had so much equipment. I, it's just these guys are, like, those guys back then playing that clutchy, grindy era, like, of course, they're going to be a little bit better. But I don't know. Maybe it's a, it could be a factor of the offense being improved and rules kind of favoring the offense right now and – You've got even the best defensemen in hockey are defensemen that can score. Right. Like, who are the guys in the league that are, like, shut down great defenders? I mean, there's a handful. Like, Hedman. Uh, Hedman. Um, but he, Hedman's still putting up big points, right. too. You got to do both. There's no. There are no more, it's, like, it's, Scott Stevens-type players. Kinda like, it's kind of like the, the what we've seen the shift in baseball where, like, everybody just – Wants to hit home run. They don't care if they strike out yeah. 100 times, 200 times. As long as they hit their 40 home runs, they get their launch angle. We're kind of seeing that in hockey overall. We're like, we'll sacrifice five goals a game as long as we can score six. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing in football with running backs. Mark uh, W. has an interesting thing here. Maybe we could get Markstrom in a salary-type deal for a pick, kind of like we did with, with uh, Razik. He's got two more seasons after this at $6 million. And Markstrom's shown he's been a Vesna finalist in his career. Yeah. He's had some health issues, that Calgary situation. Yeah, he's on IR right now. Kind of a dump, dumpster fire. But they got Dustin Wolf out there who's back-to-back AHL goalie of the year. He's ready to be the guy. And Calgary's a team that's, you know, 
in flux. New GM. They got no cap space either, so moving I mean, $6 million would be helpful for them. I mean, if they say, here's Markstrom for two seasons with our first-round pick, I take it. Yeah. They're currently three points out of a playoff, out of this final wild-card spot. But it's not because of Markstrom. Like, they want to give the job to Wolf. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No and then $6 million, freeing up $6 million allows them to go out and try and get something at the deadline if they want to add to make it into the playoffs. If they come to me, I take that deal because that fits the timeline too. Markstrom is your 1A the next two. He's your, your main guy next year. Yeah. And then 25-26, he could be your 1A. Comezzo could be your 1B. This year he is 6-8-2 with a 2.94 and a .896 save percentage. Last year, down year for him. He, yeah, last, two, year, nine, two, eight, nine, last year was a bad year for everybody in Calgary. Yeah. But the year before that, 2021-22, that great run for the Flames, 2.22, a uh, .922 save percentage, and nine shutouts. Now, look, that is, if we're looking at Jacob Markstrom, that's probably the outlier for his career. That's way better than any season he's ever had. He's probably closer to the guy he is this year than anything. But, okay, if you're going to give, if they're going to give the Hawks some capital to take him on, like the Leafs did with Mrazek, Sign me up. Hell, I'll take Mrazek and Markstrom. Fine. Sure. I don't care. Like, bring it on. I have two years at $6 million for Markstrom and a first-round pick. That's I, I I make that move. It, it fits the timeline. Yeah. Uh, and, and, sure. and Jack Campbell from Edmonton, no. 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 No, I don't no. want any part of that. He's signed for far too long, for far too much. And, uh, he farts too much. And he sucks. Yeah. he's had He had, like, one good six-month stretch of his entire career. He sucks. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want. I want I'm nothing to do that. with him. I'm, I'm good. good on that. Yeah, I, like it's one thing to take. Like Mrazek was bailing out a team that needed cap relief, and he was not performing to the level that a contender needed their goalie to contend to perform at. But he's been fine here. When you consider what, even last year, when you consider what's in front of him, he's been fine. He makes the saves he's supposed to make most of the time. Like there are very few games in his time in Chicago where I've been like. Peter Mrazek lost that game for the Hawks. I don't. I maybe a handful. Yeah, I mean, there have been a couple, but not 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 a lot. I think um, every goalie has that though. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. And and maybe Mrazek's improved health this year and better play is is because uh, he's been eating some hero bread. Could be. He's been making his sandwiches with hero bread. Um, and, and I've I've tried the hero bread. It's very good. It is good. I've I've tried other breads when trying to cut back carbs, uh, or, or in or doing like the keto stuff. Yeah. Um. And those breads, a lot of those breads are just they're they're flavorless. They've got a weird texture to them. That's not the case. Same with Hero Bread. the The bread is always soft and fluffy. It's very flavorful. Some may even say scrumptious. Uh, it's got high fiber, ultra low carbs, and zero grams of sugar per slice. Hero Breads make sliced breads, buns, and tortillas. So whatever sandwich-type food you are going to make, Hero Bread has the perfect foundation. Because without good bread, you have a crappy sandwich. No matter how good the insides are, if it's on bad bread, it's a bad sandwich. And those are all available at hero.co and Amazon, but go to hero.co. Why? Because if you use the promo code CHGO at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your 
first purchase for the bread that has fewer calories than the leading national brand, five to 10 grams of protein per serving. So right now, Hero Bread is offering you the CHGO family 10% off your first order. Just go to hero.co, use our code CHGO, and save on your Hero Bread today. That's H E R O.co to save 10% today. Oh, do that. And while you're getting healthy with your bread, you can get healthy at the Midtown Athletic Club. They've got four great Chicagoland locations Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. I know our guy Greg Braggs was there this weekend, posted a lot of photos. He got the golf simulator, said he played 18 holes on St. Andrews today at uh, Midtown. I was really jealous. He stayed there overnight after a holiday party, and then he got the golf. He did the whole thing. He did yoga. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. A couple of Goose Islands got him there. Uh, yeah, he, he did yoga, and then he did golf. He, did, he had made a whole day out of it. He's living the dream. I would love to see Greg Braggs doing yoga. Just like screaming about the bears, yeah, yelling a lot. If I could sweaty. do, if I can do yoga, anybody can do yoga. That's true. Like That's seriously, true. you'd be surprised some of the poses I can hit. Greg is a whoa. All right, way to go, Stacy. Greg is a huge yoga guy. That is, those are facts. Um, but hey, huge whoever yes, you are, and I like yoga. Wherever too. you are in your life, uh, you're single. You got a family with kids. You're looking to make lifestyle changes. You're into holistic wellness. Uh, Midtown is gonna have what you need it is one of the nicest fitness clubs i've ever seen in my life i mean it's it's more than a gym it's like a country club it's amazing uh go check it out it's got all the things we mentioned yoga it's got the golf simulators but spin classes cycling classes cross training boxing whatever you're into you like tennis you like pickleball they've got you covered in midtown as well head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more and to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you all right, I think we're ready to call the old four-star of the game, aren't we? Yeah, this one was uh, pretty much over before it started, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of knew when he didn't get a third star, he was going to be our four-star. So the winner is number 98, Connor Bedard. And let's just pull that right in the counter's corner. Yeah, I think we just pull it right <laughs> in the counter's corner. And Two birds, kill. one stone. Absolutely. Thank you very much for voting. <laughs> oh, that was cute how he kind of disappeared off the screen like that. And there's our fun music. All right, Connor Bedard in this game, 21-34 of ice time. He had six shots, 10 shot attempts, and won 75% of his faceoffs. He was all over the place in this game. And uh, kind of cool to see him and Alex Ovechkin sharing the ice together. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Ovechkin, do you want to trade? I do want to retract my <laughs> statement from last night. Emmett Ovechkin? I told, I told you that, la- I told you that like, Second period, it literally took me looking at the event summary after the first period to realize Alex Ovechkin was even playing tonight. Yeah, he was not a factor. Last night, in case you missed the post-game show, Jay had asked, do you think Ovechkin is just kind of phoning it in to get the record, or is he actually, you know, still competing? I was like, oh, no, he's still competing. No, he is phoning the fuck out of it right now. Like, <laughs> that dude, holy cow. I love me Alex Ovechkin. Me he's one of my favorite players of all time. It's just weird. Like, doing the pregame stats just, just shows you how he slipped this year. Dylan Strom leads the team in goals. Alex Ovechkin leads the team in assists. That's crazy. And the Washington Capitals have the worst power play in the league. How does a team with Alex Ovechkin, who 
who probably half his goals of his Hall of Fame career have come from the one-timer in the left circle on the power play, have the worst power play in the league. It's bizarre. It's crazy. I'm trying to see this, actually. Uh, he leads the team in shots. He's got, he had 88 shots on goal coming into tonight. He has 827 goals on his career. 300 on the dot one. of those are power play goals. I was literally going to say he's got to have at least 300. 300 on the dot. I would dot. say 279 of those are from that one-timer. Yeah, from no this. doubt. In this game, Ovechkin had one assist, 18 4 of ice time, two shots on goal, one shot attempt. He did draw a penalty. I'll give him that. Uh, and three giveaways. He was a non-factor. He's still a guy that you got to be aware of when he's on the ice, but, like, I've watched a lot of Alex Ovechkin games. I've covered a lot of Alex Ovechkin games where, like, the second he steps on the ice, you get nervous because you almost expect a goal, and you're watching him. As I said, tonight. Last year was like that. Tonight, swear to God, I forgot he was in the game during the first period, because I did not notice him on the ice once. I did the same thing. I had to check to see if he was injured. Whole first period, I'm like, wait a minute, isn't he? On, no, like, I went through the, at the end of the period. I, I I bring up the event summary and I like to go down the line and see who's got shots, who's got block shots, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, Alex Ovechkin. I totally forgot. But then the second period, you know, he picked up an assist after Alex Vlasic got rocked. But man. He's got it's, uh, five goals in 24 games this year. Yeah. He is 67 away from the record. He's going to be playing at this rate. He's going to play another 12 years before yeah, he gets that. It's going to be. I mean, but he's also the guy that like he'll get on a heater too. He could score nine goals in three games. Yeah, you definitely. know, he's done it before. But it's it's rough, man. It wasn't, and maybe it's the second half of back to back road game against the Blackhawks. He's his GAF meter is probably at an all-time low. <laughs> sure. And he's like, whatever. But, you know, hey, when the Penguins are in town and it's his buddy Sid, he probably amps it up a little bit. Or national TV, as Phillip points yeah, out. Yeah, last night, you know, the Rangers, that's a rivalry, you know. So I'm sure a Sunday. I'm sure it was Alan who said that. I'm sure a Sunday night game, uh, you know, back-to-back against the Blackhawks, he's just doesn't have the juice. Uh, I got a $5 super chat from Tom F. Speaking of juice. Who says, uh, Greg, you have one night pass on bowel comments. Right, cool. I'm going to save that. I'm not going to use it tonight. Oh, he's putting it I'm in gonna, the I'm back gonna, pocket. I'm going to put the uh, B word card in my wallet in Excellent. case I need to uh, bust that one out <laughs> at some point. So I, I, I'm owed one. All right. Keep a, keep a tab it's on an that. IOU or an IO poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lordy Lord. Um, I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about, man. I think, yeah, we, I think we covered pretty much everything in this one, didn't I, we? I got, yeah, I got one more thing we could talk about. And then yeah, we let's do, do it. We could do our uh, last little segment, and we can get the hell out of here. It's a Sunday. Oh, for yeah, I forgot you won. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about FOCO. They're right. our friends. We like FOCO. Uh, they can get you fitted out in all the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. They do need a better calendar at Foco because, according to them, it's still baseball season. But we know that's not true. It's hot stove season. It's, it's yeah, it's sure. No, that stove's been blown up <laughs> into seven hundred million hey, pieces. I got really <laughs> frustrated last winter because the Cubs weren't doing anything, and they ended up getting Cody Bellinger and Dansby Swanson, and it worked out pretty well. So I'm not going to be a rage monster this 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 winter. My philosophy with the Cubs has been the same for the last thirty years of my fandom. 
When you have no expectations, <laughs> you can never get disappointed. There you go. Only Expect pleasantly surprised. surprised. Yep. Right. But you know who will never disappoint you? It's Foco. They've That's got right. everything you need, all your gear for a game. They also got some great decorations. You'll see a lot of stuff on our set. If you ever watch the What Chaos guys, which you should be doing, yep. uh, they got the really, the, like the big bobbleheads on their set. Those are super cool. There was that uh, Connor Bedard, Stan Makita dual bobblehead that we have pre ordered that we might see sometime in the next year. Uh, where like Stan Makita's black and white, and next to him is Bedard in color. I don't know if there's any of those left. Sold out. They are sold out, so you missed out. But uh, lots of cool last-minute holiday gift shopping on FOCO. So check out FOCO.com or click in the link in the description below, and you're going to get 10% off all non-presale items when you use the promo code CHGO10 to get your 10% off. Do uh, that. There's that cool. Uh, it is very gonna, sweet. I wonder if it is up. like the bigger head. I don't know. Does it, does it have uh, Does it have uh, dimensions on it somewhere? That'd be awesome if it is that big one. Um, that would look great on our set. We just put it in the uh, five inches. Yeah, five inches. That's, that's oh, a no. standard. Oh, five inches. Okay. Five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> five feet. Holy crap. It's taller than Connor Bernard. Five inches is a standard. Uh-oh. That's yeah. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't. I was told it was nice. Anyway, <laughs> go get your helmet. Where's your helmet? I got it right here. You bravely selected Connor Bedard, who I thought you selected earlier this week, but I'm not gonna say anything about it. Jay, again, every time we have to re- remind you because <laughs> there are not, no rules. You're not allowed to pick them in back-to-back games. Oh. You can even Steven knows that. That was the rule. And it he hasn't done. been here in two weeks. All right, well, <laughs> I'm not listening. But it felt like two. <laughs> I would know the rules. I just haven't listened. Right. Maybe All you right. wouldn't be in last place if you knew That's the rules. That's probably true <laughs> if I was going by the only pick counter Bedard once a week rule. Right. Yes. Well, now you know you just, you just can't pick them in back to back games. All right, fine. You and Mario are the arbiters of the. Uh, of the Hoosier Hey, when Hawk. I go on a losing streak, I change the rules. <laughs> that's, a, that's a genius way to do it. And I felt good. I had Seth Jones, and he had Seth Jones uh, is usually, usually means a win. Yeah, just by the counting stats, you know. Um, yeah, but usually we finish in a three-way tie with no points. That second Bedard assist, which was absolutely sick. If you haven't seen it, I deserve go check to, it out. I deserve the win just from that assist. Yes, I think. See, that'd be a fun way to adapt. This would be. Sure, you might have lost on the score sheet, but if there was some like end-to-end dangle Russians and a We've goal, had like, that fine. discussion where we're like, if you technically had more points than me, but my guy like did like the most amazing. Like we've said, if someone scores in Michigan, it's an automatic win. Yes, regardless. Even I yell for it every time someone's behind the net, and yeah, they never yeah, do it. Yeah, you do. Cowards. Um, yeah. So if like I have Bedard and he scores a hat trick, but you have, you know, uh, Lucas Reichel and he scores in Michigan, you're gonna win automatically because of the Michigan. Maybe we can start like weighing the goals too. Like, well, a Bedard goal is only worth half, and a, a, a Reichel goal is worth ten t- points I now. I don't have time. <laughs> I'm gonna grade on a curve on who's your it's so now. rare. I don't have time for all this. By the way, he wasn't Reichel wasn't bad today. I just man, I want him to start producing. Ugh. Yeah. Again, he wasn't bad, but I I I need him to be. Really but again, good. end of the game. You look at the you look at the line minus two, one shot. One more missed shot, a giveaway. He had three block shots, but mm. well, now that this lineup is lost, 
And now that Ryan Donato should be back for the road trip. Yeah, that'd be nice. I wonder to see if he's going to stay on that fourth line. I just don't really know where there is to go. Yeah. Because you're not breaking up that third line. What, you know what, though? But that second I line to me. Because he's been okay with the fourth line. What if you were kind of like you split the difference and you still play him with Felino and Dickinson, two guys that play north and south, but they've got a little more skill than Entwistle and Johnson. Maybe that's a maybe that's a good fit for him. Maybe, and but Felino's left wing and he's left wing, right? So you'd have to put Reichel on the right side there or center, <laughs> which feels like eh. you don't want to do that because Jason Dickinson's been your best center, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a well, conundrum. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't get. I get paid to sit here and second guess coaching moves <laughs> instead <laughs> of making them. Take that, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to wrap the show up. We appreciate you being here with us. What's our light? We're at 99 likes. Come oh, on, come now. on, one more. Get us over the oh, hump we got there. A, we, we got 100 on the uh, on the website. All right, officially. Well, better yes. get us to 200. Uh, we do appreciate you being here with us. We don't us. have any way to bribe them this year like we did last year. We're not doing that. No, not yet. No. Maybe after the trade deadline we'll consider it, but I, I doubt it. We don't want. We just don't want the post game shows to devolve into uh, lost celebrations. I hate that. Yeah. Maybe no, I agree. we only do it after the trade deadline after wins. <laughs> or maybe we maybe we only do it on non post game shows. Oh, that's interesting. A once a See. week non game day show. All right. Well, we'll workshop it. We got some time All to right. do it. All right. A little bit of a schedule update from this week. Uh, we are supposed to have a show tomorrow. We are moving that show. We've moved our off day from from uh, Friday to Monday, so we'll be on basically no show Tuesday. tomorrow. No show tomorrow. We'll be on Thursday through Saturday. Late game, post game, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll be on normal time. Yeah. Uh, have Thursday post Thursday late post game Friday will be on at one thirty. Yeah, with uh, probably a mailbag show. Yes, and we haven't done one of those show. in a while. And <laughs> mail in bag show and. Uh, Saturday will be off. Sunday post game. Yes. Sunday like a Sunday. Next Sunday is a two p.m. start. Yeah, home. that's great. That's like great that. against so Vancouver. So uh, tomorrow off and then a busy week ahead. So thanks for being with us. We do very much appreciate it. And please hit that like button on your way out, like we said. And we want to remind you that the CHGO Blackhawks post game show and all of our shows are powered by ComEd. It is getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean we're going to sign off welcome back steven it's good to have you back here it's good to be back behind the dials uh greg good to be with you man mario get well soon we miss you we'll see you soon there and uh we'll be back on tuesday post game late night for the chgo blackhawks chgo after dark that's right (laughs) 